Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this month's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many, many more seasons to enjoy. We do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments has many podcasts completed of our shows. Our podcasts can be found under the title of Senior Moments. They attest to the fact that there is life after retirement. The greatest fact about podcasts is that you can play them at any time you wish, so don't miss out. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Carolyn is our producer, and she is here joining us today. Which is wonderful. And good morning to my wife, Nina. And how are you doing this morning? And you're not going to do eh. I'm not going to do eh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just fine. Tell us about today's show. Okay. Uh, We do have a breath of fresh air with us today. He is the program director for the Glen Cove Senior Center. He's turned the place upside down with his positive can-do approach. Everyone loves him, and we look forward to meeting with Eric Schumann later on in the show. But first, it's now time for our Wacky Wacky Word of the Week. Today's wacky word is flotsam. (laughs) It is a noun and means floating wreckage of a ship or its cargo. Broadly, floating debris or miscellaneous or unimportant material. I guess you could say just debris or remains. Now, the origin. English speakers starting started using flotsam, jetsam, and I never heard of this word, lagen or lagen, lagen as I would you say. think, as legal terms in the 16th and 17th centuries. The three words we use to establish claims of ownership to the three types of seaborne vessel-originated goods they named. Flotsam was anything from a shipwreck. Jetsam and Lagan were items thrown overboard to lighten a ship. Lagan was distinguished from Jetsam by having a buoy attached so the goods could later be recovered. In the 19th century, when flotsam and jetsam took on extended meanings, they became synonyms, but they are still very often paired. Now, I just have to stick my two cents in for a minute and liken this to what is happening in our oceans today, all that debris floating around and the fact that there are people and organizations that are trying to gather it all up. A lot and of flotsam and jetsam with yeah. no legum. With no legum. With I, no buoys. No, right, right. But anyway, it re- recalls my dad to me because he loved the, the, he loved the two flotsam and jetsam. He just loved the way it sounded. <laughs> anyway, so there we go. Flotsam was today's Wacky Word, word of, the of the Week. Every show we try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our... Did you know? We are continuing our small contribution to the Year of the Woman. Today, we will hear from some succinct succinct quotes from Golda Meir. Mrs. Meir was a founder of the State of Israel and served as its fourth prime minister. 
Born in Kiev, Ukraine, she emigrated to Wisconsin in 1906. Her political activity began as a leader in the Milwaukee Labor Zionist Party. And then she became a very powerful figure in, in, Israel. in Israel. Yes, boy, and I didn't know that. here are a few of her quotes. Quote, I never did anything alone. Whatever was accomplished in this country, meaning Israel, was accomplished collectively. Here's another quote. I have faced difficult problems in the past, but nothing like the one I'm faced with now in leading the country. Here's a, here's a short and a sweet one. Quote, don't be humble. You aren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... Old age is like a plane flying through a storm. Once you're aboard, there's nothing you can do. Oh, so true. Oh, gee whiz. Olga Meir's quotes were today's... Did you know? And now to introduce today's guest. Okay, it was really a rare treat to finally hook up with Eric. He is so busy in the senior center that we just couldn't get together on a date to record this show. Somehow, thankfully, this week worked out. So we have a very short bio because we really didn't have the time to to sit and mull over it. But we're going to go. We're going to go into everything anyway. Yes, we're going to uh, undress them. Yeah. <laughs> so every, I'm just warning everyone, everything you'll hear today is spontaneous. Mm. So Eric is born and raised in Manhasset, mm-hmm. he, but he has lived in Glencoe for 10 years. Married 11 years to Jessica O'Malley. They have three children whom I've had the pleasure of meeting. Mm-hmm. Luke, seven, Dylan, four, and Brooke, two. Now, every year on Eric's birthday, he tries to pick up a new hobby. He then tries to get as good at or involved as possible with it. The last three years, it's been, get this, bird watching, geocaching, we'll find out what that is in a minute, <laughs> metal detecting, USAPA ambassador, and coaching for the professional pickleball registry. <laughs> He is also the Gold Coast president and pickleball director for the JCC. I have no idea what some of this means, (laughs) but I'm looking forward to learning. With this bizarre introduction, Eric Schumann, welcome to Senior Moments. Thank you, Stu and Nina, for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you, but it is an honor to have you. So I really have to know, you You grew up in Manhasset. I did. And where did you go to school? Um, Mon- or excuse me, college, I should say. I went to Oneonta and then transferred to Queens and did my master's as well at Queens. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Queens, Queens so, is a great college. Teach? I did teach for many years. Um, unfortunately, it was mostly in the private school system. Uh, it was more money at the time, and I was a little greedy. Uh-huh. I didn't think long term. So by the time I was looking into public schools, I was a little overqualified and a little too experienced for uh, for for the positions really. So Interesting. what did you do? Uh, well, I ended up being an athletic director for certain uh, both public and private schools, and I worked at many camps, and ah. I had my side business of doing leagues and clinics and parties all around Long Island. What what does that mean? Leagues and business and parties. I had a little side business. It was called Accelerate, and it grew quite fast. I ended up having to sell it, but. Um, to other coaches, but we would run clinics and leagues throughout all different districts of Long Island. I did birthday parties, I did lessons. 
It was a lot of fun. In lessons in which all different sports, all different sports, from soccer to swimming Ooh. to uh, basketball and baseball. So basically, getting back to you, your teaching career, you were phys ed teacher. Phys ed teacher ah. for many years, over fifteen years. Oh, I wish I had you. <laughs> I had Miss Downey. Miss Downey was awful. Oh yeah. Oh, Miss Downey was terrible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the curriculum is very different now in, in phys ed, and and it's uh, taken very seriously now, which is very good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In in our day, it really wasn't. Mm. I mean, it was truly pathetic. <laughs> I think we had volleyball. That was about it. But um, how long were you bird watching? Uh, I've been bird watching now. Well, I always was fascinated by all animals, but bird watching specifically, probably about like three years now. And, and it's and, mostly and been on Long Island. What does this involve? It involves me going out to the woods, uh, usually either myself or with a small bird watching group, and we keep an eye out for the birds, listen for their sounds, and we try and pinpoint where they are and take a note of it. I'm very do, still somewhat of a beginner because I don't you, get a lot of time to do, do it. And you do this with your children? Now I do it with my kids. Good. My middle child, child Dylan, actually shows uh, a strong interest in it. Um, so I think I'm going to bring him a little bit more often. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and and you use binoculars? Yeah, we do. Yep. And the finding scopes and everything, and take pictures when we can. Yeah. Oh, long lenses. Yep. Sometimes well, you're getting to my area. Of interest. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and there's so many beautiful birds here on Long Island. There, it's absolutely incredible. We got to see an osprey catching oh. some fish. I was just going to ask you, where, have you seen any osprey? Yeah. Then they're they're finally coming back to the island. It's been many yeah. years, but there's been a lot of organizations helping. Yes, um, bring them yes. back, and they're beautiful, beautiful birds. They are, and of course, um, but they are mostly in Suffolk, aren't they? Yes, East on, End and a lot. East End, mm -hmm. uh, so South Shore, North Shore too. Oh, yes. actually, Peconic in the mm -hmm. How about the eagles? Because there are, yeah, there they're coming are, back too. Yeah, an eagle's nest that is supposedly. Have you seen any? I haven't. Well, I've seen them quite a distance away, but I haven't seen any too close. Um, but there's some wonderful sites where there's actual cameras set up in the nests of yes. many different birds, um, and one of which is not too far. I think it's upstate New York for that, bald eagles, and they, that's right. They have yeah. it live, live streaming at all times. You can watch. Yeah, them. it had Isn't a it? Uh, brood. Uh, I don't know if you say that, but it had children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> children, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Eaglings. <laughs> yeah, and the geocaching is a lot it, of fun, too. Oh, you no, must tell us yes, about the geocaching. Yeah, first of all, say it or spell it. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to even try and spell it. G-E-O-C-A-C-H-I-N-G, I, -C -C -I, I oh, believe. Yes. <laughs> geocaching. Um, but it's basically a, a scavenger hunt. Yeah. It's an online scavenger hunt. People place these... Uh, little logs in little containers. Sometimes there's even like little prizes you can who take or give back. It's uh, people who just want to place them. As far as I know, you uh -huh. you can decide you want to place. You you have an app, an, a geocaching app, and you could place yourself, or you can find you know other people who have placed. Okay. These. Question: When mm -hmm. you say place, is this actual a physical yes. placement? Yes. It's not an online placement. No, the online just is like a GPS to serve. Uh, where it is. Oh, I see. So it helps you find it. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, there's some that are very easy to find and some that are very hard. Are these there's big things, little things? They could be everything anything. from extremely small to actually quite large. Um, and there's a log usually in it. So when you find it, you log it in, you take a picture, you put on the geocaching site or app that you found it, and it, it keeps a record of it. So you can go back and look at all the ones you found and see the pictures of when you found it. The kids really like it. It's like a surprise they it found is, yes. this treasure, even though it's really just logging your name. Yeah. It's a but, marker like when you go to a golf outing. 
it's the longest drive. <laughs> it's a marker. No, but I do have to point out that I think this is a wonderful, wonderful thing for kids because yes. the side effect of this is making them aware mm-hmm. of their environment. Yeah, getting outside. And getting uh, getting outside. Get outside, exactly. And, and a lot of this, a lot of these items are actually like on trails and hiking. Yeah. So it's not just on like the side of the road, although there are some that are on the side of the road, make it very easy for the younger kids. But there's somewhere you have to hike out, sometimes miles, to find wow. these items. And sometimes you don't find them. Now you say kids, there are adults involved. Uh, I'd say it's mostly adults uh, that, that do this. But there are some people who bring their children along with them. I, I try and Gee, have and my I, children Who would pay come. to put... All these little things out and make the effort to do it and so on. That's it's amazing. Fun. It's, well, it's, it's exciting for it's, outdoorsy people. Yes, you know, it certainly is. Another it's reason a, to be out there. Yeah, I wonder if Andy, because our our youngest son and his family live in the mountains of Colorado. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, really up in the Rockies. And you want to talk about outdoorsy? Oh, absolutely. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that would be the next thing that they'll have Joshua doing. We have a seven-year-old grandson. Oh, that's great. Yes, who is of course. That's in, the youngest that we have. The um, and he's involved in every sport that you can imagine, from skiing oh, that's to fantastic. they expose him to everything, which is great. Yeah, and of course they're very uh, e- ecology minded, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, it's, it's a lot so, of fun. It's, yeah. it's it's a little silly, but a lot of fun. I think it sounds great, <laughs> and it's it's in very little, popular. In a little more serious point, how did you meet your wife? <laughs> Was it well, through pickleball or uh, geocaching? No, 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 not through any of those things. I kind of push her into a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but, good, um, good. good. That's good. <laughs> but I actually met Anybody her Anybody speak with an Irish accent? <laughs> <laughs> my my mom is uh, my mom's whole side is Irish. Oh, yeah, wow. my mom's side is Irish, my dad's side is German. Interesting. Um, but yeah. um, and my dad's Jewish, my mom's Catholic, so Hello, we know of, what this is. <laughs> a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff going on. But uh, no, I met Jess uh, in college at Oneonta. Uh-huh. And we became friends, and then when I left and transferred, we remained close. And from that, it grew into a relationship. And then she came down and transferred to go to Hunter. Ah. And then ever since then, uh, it, as they say, blossomed into something. And, wonderful, uh, yeah. wonderful. And it took me about seven years to propose. Whoa. Which, uh, you know, I, I knew she was a patient, loving person <laughs> by then. As, as the music would yeah. say, you have a good, good thing, thing going. Good thing going. Yeah. Oh, what a segue. Uh, a segue <laughs> he is a professional. By the gay men's chorus. <laughs>
Senior Moments. We'll be right back with today's guest, Eric Schumann from the Senior Center of Glen Cove, in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit wcwp.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stuart is back and we are with Eric Schumann, uh, talking about all the wonderful things that he does in the Senior Center. That's the Glen Cove Senior Center, who actually sponsors us. Mm. Yes. So we <laughs> we have thrown out something at Eric that is a – Eric, what is a day in the life of Eric Schumann like? <laughs> From Life Magazine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it like? Well, um, I guess it depends on the day, but most days uh, I wake up and I <laughs> – uh, That's a good not, start. I put my <laughs> pants on one leg at a time. That is a good uh, start. <laughs> but no, I, I I get up with my children. I bathe them. I clean oh. them. I, I feed them, and then I bring them usually to to school. If um, it depends on, of course, the day uh, uh, who brings them. But uh, I try and and do that in the morning because Jess has them usually in the in afternoon. The, uh-huh. um, and then of course going to to work at the senior center all day, and we have a ton of different activities, as you know, and tons of different trips and tons of special events. So it's. But you don't just get involved in the activity. I see you moving tables. Yeah. Well, I try and help out when I can, but I also teach a lot of the classes there, too. Ah. Um, you know, the teaching never went away. I like to teach uh, the drum circles there. I, ah. I teach uh, games like ping pong and cornhole and pickleball and all different things like that. I do, um, we do a little of poker every now and then. I do a karaoke. I do a trivia show, game show. I do a minute to win it. Good, so I yeah. like to, to teach as much as uh, run the other activities and direct the other activities. See, that's well. what makes you so good at what you do. It's the, uh, it's well, the, the I, I, your teaching. I never knew that you did this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we do a lot of stuff. It's, you know, being a teacher myself and running all different camps and all after school programs, it, it's, right. it's, fairly easy for me because I've done it for so long to kind of establish these uh, different types of activities and run them myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I think that's... Uh, one of your very successful thing is going to Broadway shows. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, tell me how is it organized? How do you do it? How do you get tickets when you see tickets are $500 <laughs> a seat in in uh, uh, to go to Hamilton or something? Mm. How, how do you do all this? Well, uh, I, we have a, a, a great group of people that I, I obviously rely on quite a bit. Um, you know, we have uh, Jackie and Heidi uh, that right. run, uh, who are site managers, right. and they run all the transportation and the food. And then we have David upstairs in accounting who collects all the money and does all that. And then my assistant, Angela, that calls all the, the people that need to be known of the trip. Oh, so really it's a group it's effort? A, it's a huge team effort yeah. to do. But we offer anywhere between four and six trips a month. Um, yeah. And we go to the Met. We'll go to the New York Historical Society. We'll go to the Natural History Museum. I mean, you name it, we've done it. We've just came back from uh, an uptown New York City tour, a whole tour uh, for four hours. We went on all over uptown New York, and then we had lunch. All on um, the bus? 
Uh, yeah, well, we get off and on the bus, uh, depending on where we want to stop. Like, they wanted to see the Imagine Memorial, and they wanted to stop at uh, um, uh, Grand Central Station. So we're able to go down and do a whole tour of that. So they kind of ask and request what they want, and we kind of, you know, make it so that they're the happiest they can be. Um, you know, and we always take requests and suggestions from the seniors, where they want to go, what they want to do at the center, and we're constantly asking them, you know, what's the best way we can make the center for you? you know? Oh, this is... They're, they're, I'm sorry see, to I'm be a more senior. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we really have to, like, yeah. we have to make the time to get on the treadmill. I want to make the time to to we went, uh, just went make to the sure botanical that, gardens. In, we oh, the, the Bronx, but yeah. yeah, we went to the Bronx Museum. There. We went the to Bronx. a wedding Wonderful. there. We did. It's beautiful. Yes, there. it is beautiful there. We went to we, and uh, we're doing a New York River cruise coming up. We go all around. <gasps> oh, buffet and entertainment on the boat. Great. There's tons of and we have um, the Magic Flute, Metropolitan <gasps> Opera the in Magic December. Flute. Oh. We're doing that. We're going to the Christmas Spectacular in December at Rockefeller Center. So the there's a magic, ton of stuff oh. coming up. Oh. Yeah. A lot of big stuff. Going to see Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, the <gasps> musical. You know, really? Do you show, have yeah. any openings? For you, I do. No one else. Are you serious? <laughs> no, seriously. Yes, uh, they go on sale uh, coming up. Yeah, so every month, the, the first Monday of the month, is usually when we offer the new group, uh, you know, new tickets for the next month's trips. Oh, I want my... you to put on your list, we have a former Glenn Culver mm -hmm. by the name of Susan Birkenhead, who, who is a lyricist, and she's just... Open done the Oak secret Broadway. life of bees mm. secret life of bees and it uh it's been years in the making wow uh and it got a wonderful review oh well have at to least have the one yeah at least the one that we uh, saw on newsday mm. and, and she goes back she is the reason we moved to glen cove oh that's wonderful yes and she is the reason that we got involved in theater she got me on the stage the first time oh how Yes, there's a whole big history with that. So that's wonderful. That's for that's another why she time. Talk so good. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I talk so good. <laughs> I don't necessarily. But you do. Yeah, we no, have she... a little music interlude here, and uh, because of all your Broadway efforts, here <laughs> is Broadway Baby. I'm just a Broadway baby. Walking off my tired feet Pounding 42nd Street To be in a show Oh Broadway, baby Learning how to sing and dance Waiting for that one big chance To be in a show Oh! Gee! I'd like to be On some marquee all twinkling lights, a spark to pierce the dark from Battery Park to Washington Heights, 
Someday, maybe All my dreams will be repaid Heck, I'd even play the maid To be in a show Hey, Mr. Producer? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was talking to you, sir. I don't need a lot. Only what I got. Plus a tube of grease paint and a false spot. Broadway, baby. Making rounds. A greasy spoon to save on my dough. Oh, ah, my tiny flat. It's just my cat, a bed and a chair. Still, I'll stick it till I'm on a bill. Though that she's under the influence of alcohol. Do, well, we're sure she's. Uh, absolutely. Well, and, and tell yes. Tell us about the song with you as it relates to you. As it relates to me or us, uh, again, it's Stephen Sondheim. It, we were very involved in theater in our youth, and our youth, I mean by youth, we're 50 years old, in our 40s and our 50s and even our 60s. Uh, and Broadway Baby was like applied to me that I was, you, you know. You were the one who sang it. I was whatever. Anyway, it was... It was exciting. But talking about Broadway, mm-hmm. sort of in the, in our interlude here, we've been uh, talking about uh, all of the uh, shows that are, that are coming up in the Senior Center, b- designed or executed by Eric and the gang. Um, I, I, I don't what, what, I'm speechless. I want to do all of this. And we don't only just go to Broadway, too. We support a lot of the local theaters. So we'll go to Northport Theater. Oh, yes. We'll oh, go good. to the Oakdale Theater. We'll go to the Westchester Broadway Theater. We'll go to Argyle Theater, the uh, Elmont uh, Wonderful. Theater. Well, then tell me, how, how can I join? How can I do it? It's a good question. Well, uh, our senior center is open for all of Nassau, not just Glen Cove and the surrounding right. towns and cities like so many people believe it is. So if you're a Nassau County resident, you come in. It's absolutely free to be a member. You just have to be 60 years old or older. Uh-huh. And then you fill out a medical form so we know, of course, for safety reasons, if anything uh, needs to be brought to our attention. And then once that happens, you can go to any of our activities or any of our trips. And our activities... And it's free. Uh, well, no. no the, the trips aren't free. The trips yeah. aren't. No. Most, I'd but, say about 
three quarters, if not more, of the activities are free. And the special events certainly are free and the speakers are free. In fact, sometimes it's even open for everybody. Yeah. You don't need to even be a member. Um, so that's really actually quite nice. Um, but our trips are very reasonably priced. I mean, they're, they're, most people who come in, sometimes now our new members just come in now for the trips because they can't, yeah. you can't beat a price like that uh, that we have. So a lot of new members are, are for our trips and our new and events. And where do you sit in the theater? Up in, uh, the, in the air? No, no. We're, we go down to the, the orchestra section and, uh-huh. you know, we use our charter buses. We eat lunch at, let's say, like a Carmine's. And, yeah. You know, if we're in the city. But Excuse or me. The Palm, or the <laughs> Palm. Oh, no, wait. I think it's the Center Club. Now, what's the yes. difference between the trips you arrange mm-hmm. and the Center Club? Because they do their own thing. Yes. The, well, we actually have two clubs that are... Are, are at our center, and they're completely private clubs that the center really has nothing to do with. Really? We just provide the space. Oh. So they have their own boards, they have their own trips, they have their own special events, and they use our space as their meeting Oh, meeting I had space. no... I Thank you yeah. for clarifying that. So we have a center club and we have happy hours, and yes. uh, both are wonderful clubs and are always looking for new members. Happy hours has a alcohol? Uh, <laughs> maybe on the trips, not not uh, not in the center, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, they've they've been around actually for quite some time, yeah. and they they both are are really wonderful. Yeah. I've been dying to ask this since we started the show. Okay, is I really I've never heard of pickleball. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we and go. Not to change the subject, uh-huh. but I really want to learn about this because of what you have said to me about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. Pickleball is the uh, most popular sport that you've never heard of. <laughs> um, and it, it's actually the fastest growing sport in America. Wow. Uh, close to 8 million people play this game. And the reason that I think most people in the area haven't heard of it is because the Northeast is a little bit further behind everywhere else in the country. Why? Um, I think it's because if you go to other areas of the country, obviously, you know, the West Coast and South, you can play this game outside oh, all year round. I see. And of course, you know, in places like, let's say, Florida, which is pretty much like a religion down there, right. yeah. um, you have a lot more retirees. Yes. So they have the free time to play. And uh, there are courts, I mean, not just in Florida, of course, we're talking about the South and mid- Midwest and West. There are courts, it seems like, way more often and w- way more available in other areas. But I have to say in the last six to eight months, pickleball has really exploded here on the island because you have um, all these like snowbirds that come back that's up, they true. go down, yes. they play, then they come up and they're like, why isn't it available here? Yeah, right. Uh, so that's definitely pushing it. But I also think... How easy it is to play makes it popular. I could probably teach you, even if you have no experience with a racket or paddle sport like tennis, you know, badminton or racquetball, I could probably teach you this sport. In our distant history, we had experience with tennis. So then you're already good at this sport. But even if you had no experience. ping pong. We played ping pong. Yeah, ping ping pong's a great sport. Great. Um, even if you had no experience, I could probably teach this to you in 20, 20 minutes. That's how easy it is to learn. And we say it's very easy to learn, hard to master. There's a depth to it and a skill that once you kind of you know, go to that next level and level, it almost, almost like opens your eyes. Oh, this is how the next level ah. is played. And this is how the next level is played. Um, but it's been around for over 60 years, wow. this game. It was uh, created in Washington State. And it was actually created by some kids. And the parents had a badminton court outside in their driveway. 
And the lines of a pickleball court are the same lines as a badminton court, the same dimensions. And they lowered the badminton net. They took like squash paddles out, a wiffle ball, and they just started hitting it around. And eventually pickleball was created. Ah. And it has this very silly name, which some people think is one of the reasons why it's not taken so seriously in some aspects. But it has this silly name because one of the owners who created this sport, their dog Pickles, <laughs> is always going into the, you know, off getting the balls. Oh. So Pickles ball, Pickles ball, and eventually it became Pickleball. Pickle Interesting. So that's how it was. So you, this can only be played on an out Door court. No, actually, absolutely not. It could be played indoors. But how, um, where? Yeah, on... Well, it could be like a gym floor. Oh, could, a gym floor. Any flat level oh, okay. surface you could play on. You know, there's actually some places that have that, like, sponge... Yes, like, um, yes, yes. Like, indoor tracks and stuff. Right. I've seen it played on that. I've seen it played on cement. I've seen it played on blacktop. You, I've seen it played on gym But you floors. can't play it in on my in my kitchen. No, because <laughs> you don't have the space. I could hit balls to you if you want in your kitchen. We'd have a, a <laughs> lot of fun. We'd but have. I don't know if we could... Play an official game Wait a minute. This in the ball kitchen. Going to break something, though. Uh, well, it depends if you use an indoor outdoor ball. I actually brought. If you'd like to. Oh, let's it. see. So you'll see ah, the difference between yes. an indoor ball and an outdoor ball. The indoor ball has a little bit of give, has bigger holes and fewer holes. The outdoor ball is a little bit stronger. This is you know, it's a little denser. This is little denser. It has more holes and smaller holes. It's a little denser. Yeah, yeah but I. But as far as the the, yeah. the feel. They feel almost alike. This yeah. is a little lighter. Maybe. And you'll notice, of course, yeah. unlike any of these other sports like tennis and yeah. racquetball and you know any of these ball, any of these sports that have very bouncy balls, these balls yeah, don't, don't bounce, which so means they it, don't really get away from you. Too. Right, right. And yeah. because the court's smaller, um, it's more appealing, especially doubles play. So any age can uh, really well, play you, this. You play singles too, no? Singles and doubles, just like in tennis. Um, but what's how do you keep score? Uh, that believe it or not, people say that's the hardest part of pickleball. You say your score first, the opposing team score second, and then you say if you're the first or second server. Okay, so I'm not even going to get into the score. Already, <laughs> I've lost you. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the funny thing is that's the hardest part of the sport. Everything else is fairly easy, but um, you know what's really appealing is that any age can play this. Yeah. Um, it's it's really beneficial for health reasons. I would think so. It's got a great social component to it. Yeah. Um, and it's just really a lot of fun. It's just yeah. a really fun game. I. It's intriguing. Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest, Eric Schumann from the Senior Center. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You're listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back with Eric Schumann, and we were right in the middle of the most wonderful conversation about the newest rage in sports, which is pickleball. It sounds now, like it's a sport for 80-year-olds. It sounds like it's a sport. All ages. It sounds like a sport for deli owners, with, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. Well, Are the pickles half frankly? sour or sour? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 
Well, you know what's really actually quite nice is uh, all ages are now playing it because it's part of most phys ed curriculums now. Oh. And uh, it just makes sense because if you, you know, most of these schools, we're talking middle school and high school, they already offer badminton. So you already yeah. have the lines. Right. They lower the badminton net. They get a few paddles, a few balls, which isn't very costly. Right. You have and a whole nother sport to teach and, I ha- I and play. I haven't seen it in the Newsday yet, have I? Oh, there's there's been articles in Newsday about it, pickleball in, in growing. In the high school? Uh, Not sports. as much in the high school, but from you know adults that have been playing and how more and more park districts and tennis facilities have been offering it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but yeah. you also have been throwing out some terminology that, of course, is very, very alien to me. Think <laughs> Words like dinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, once once you start really learning the game, you, you uh, start learning certain strategies strokes and certain strategies and and one of the things that you can do is dinking which is putting the ball just over the net and forcing the opponent to then dink back and you Ah. get into this game where it's just over the net close to the net back and forth until either your opponent makes an error or a miss hit or out of bounds or something like that wow but yeah usually a game of tennis or something ends in love or whatever love something so love uh there's got to be a final score to this. Eh? There so, is. It, uh, games uh, go to 11 points. you got to win by two. And that's the standard. You can change that, of course. But yeah. the standard is 11 points, win by two. Um, and you can only score while serving, unlike our other sports where there's rally scoring. Well, it's the serving. same as yeah. ping pong. Mm. Well, not anymore. I think it's rally scoring now, isn't it? But you could only score when serving. Uh, I, I don't know about that anymore. Mm. You, you count the other person out. Mm. But, uh, well, you're yeah. the you're the ping pong pro. I'll go by what you say. <laughs> um, Haven't played ping pong in a dog's age. But how, you, how you, many people play in 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 a regular game? Uh, well, we usually play doubles. So there's four people on a court, and it, depending on how many courts you have available, depends on how many players come. But so I'm a lefty. So maybe we should try that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's really appealing because. Any age can play this. And what's really amazing, the intergenerational aspect. So, for example, I can't play. If I'm a 30-year-old, I'm not going to want to play football with a 7-year-old. I'm not going to want to play baseball with a 60-year-old. I'm not going to want to play basketball with a 50-year-old. Right. Um, but in pickleball, if, if you're the same level, you can play That's together. That's right. That's interesting. So I've seen 30-year-olds play with 60 and 7-year-olds and, and all over the place. I've seen young people play with old people. And it's it's that's what's really unique about this sport, is that if you really are very skilled and you know the soft game and the the power game and you can play that together and combine that, you can play with any age. And it's it's a very social sport. There's so many health benefits. And what's really special is that the senior center, with working uh, with the Boys and Girls Club and the local parks uh, and the Nassau County Office for Aging, uh, I'm able to actually teach pickleball classes twice a month uh, and we I think we wanted something like 40 or 50 seniors to to learn pickleball and we've almost doubled that wow um, to, to learn this wow. sport and they didn't didn't pay a dime everything's provided because of the, wow. the wonderful generosity and the help and volunteering and everything else so. Wow now I have a question for you are there any uh, limitations? Are there any physical handicaps, let's say, that come into play with, you know, someone, let's say, who's 80 years old? Right. You know, somebody well, like me. Well, we're going to start you off nice and easy, see what you can and can't do. And based on what you can do, we're going to help you in it's that like speed area. dating, dear. Oh, yes. It's like speed dating. In other words, if you have a problem, let's say somebody has a problem with their balance. Mm-hmm. Somebody has a problem with their, with uh, you know, that. 
that you can actually still play this game. Yeah, I've I've played with people who are not very good, mo- you know, mobile. Or the right. mobility is is not that great, or they have injuries with their knees or right. hips or something, or they've had injuries with their arms and everything. So we just we take it nice and easy, and we we de- you know try and develop based on what they feel comfortable with and fine tune it to what their needs are. I um, sounds it it sounds absolutely wonderful. Well, it's it really, it's, it's also, like you can't find anything bad about this. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's very appealing. Just There's so many benefits. Getting out of doing it is the only thing bad. <laughs> getting out of bed. <laughs> yes. I, I even <laughs> I even brought in some paddles if you want to take oh a look. My, so well, you'll see that they're oh. a lot lighter than most uh, tennis uh, rackets. Oh, for goodness sakes, they certainly and, are. And racquetball rackets and um, like the way it says Prolite Rocket. <laughs> And there's there's literally thousands of different paddles. I mean, different weights, different grips, different sizes. There's composite and graphite and all different wow. ins- in the, the middle of it and the inserts. I mean, it can go on and on. Then there's all the bags. Then there's all the uh, apparel. And I mean, people take this very I mean, seriously. Really? Oh, That's yeah. A- oh, and you have to it- wear special shorts. <laughs> well, I don't know about special, <laughs> but it's like a cult. They They really, once we say, once you get the bug... It's it's all over. Really, I I ended up learning this game because my dad talked about it, and I remember learning it uh, because of phys ed, and I remember thinking, oh, just it's just ping pong on a bigger court. It's silly. Yeah. Like yeah. who plays this? And I didn't think much of it. And then when my dad invited me down, and I knew he played this game, I thought. I want to learn this game without him knowing and get so good that when I go down there, I'm going to play dumb, and I'm going to be like, how do I play this? And I'm going to just beat everyone. Oh, what a hustler! I thought it'd be really funny. Right, so I learned. You play at the, pool. Uh, I used to play pool, never that good. So I learned at actually the local YMCA in Glen Cove. I learned some from some wonderful people there, um, and they were very, very accommodating and taught me. And I played and played and played and you know got better and got better and got better and went down there, and it was hysterical because I was like I was holding the paddle upside down, pretending I didn't know where to stand, oh, doing all this stuff. I, you know, playing it all saw- up. Playing Nobody it all saw up, <laughs> no. And then I, I guess towards the end, I had to come clean. But my dad was like, "Man, you should be playing this." And all his friends were like, "Oh, cow, he's so good." It was great. It was actually quite funny. I had a good laugh at it. But <laughs> after I kind of did that, I met some really great people. I, I it was a great workout. Um, it was a lot of fun. Most important, of course. I, if you're getting a good workout and it's fun, there's that, nothing better. No, nothing beats that. Um, so I was like, I want to keep going with this, and I I kept going and going and going, and eventually I was like, you know what? I want to build a court in my backyard. So I built a, a pickleball court in my backyard. I became a USAPA ambassador. An ambassador USAPA is like the governing body for the country for for pickleball. So they create like all the rules. They have sanctioned tournaments. They have the skill rating. So as an ambassador, it's my job to create more courts, clinics, tournaments, lessons, really just expand the the, the sport and uh, help wherever I can in any capability. And then from there, I became a coach with the PPR, which is the Pickleball Professional Registry or Professional Pickleball Registry. And um, I've been teaching and doing clinics and lessons and running uh, and doing open houses and creating new pickleball opportunities ever since. Um, and it's great because most of these parks, uh, they now realize if a tennis court is just sitting there, it's just sitting there, right? It's not doing anything. The only sport that it can offer is tennis. Right. But if I put just a few lines on it, you're now utilizing two sports with one court. So a lot of the parks departments in in Long Island are now starting to realize not only how popular this is, but how easy it is. I just put a few lines on the how, on the how court. How does the lines fit within a tennis court? Well, it's it's obviously quite a bit smaller, and you could you could put the lines different ways if like you're using a single, like the t- singles or doubles. Right now. Well, it's. Uh, 
the same court for singles and doubles for pickleball. It's the same uh, same line, same court. But you could either use the tennis net, which some purists of pickleball don't like because the net is only so big and a tennis net is too large and you can't go around the post that uh, way or our ATPs or whatever. So some people like having the portable nets and having lines a certain way in a tennis court. There's actually several ways you can do it. Um, but uh, it's just and, – and then, of course, tennis facilities. Tennis facilities, you know, obviously tennis but now they're they're realizing, wait a minute, there's all this dead time, dead parts of certain seasons, yeah. dead days, dead times during the week. I can offer pickleball and they'll come to me. So by putting certain lines in just a few courts, now they uh, are doing pickleball we're, in private and public uh, tennis facilities. Where too. in Glen Cove are there pickleball? I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> ah. uh, we actually are one of the few districts that have a dedicated court, a dedicated pickleball court. Most courts, as I said, are on tennis courts yes. and you have to have a portable net and or you're using the tennis net. And thanks to the current administration, um, they actually just resurfaced the pickleball court and it looks amazing. Where? Uh, it's at Stanko Park, which is, of course, where the Glen Cove Public Golf Course is. Yes, of course. And, I go all the time. and it's yes. right there, um, uh, right next to the playground. Tennis courts. We know those are there tennis courts. There are. They're right ne- it's actually right next to the tennis court. Ah, and then they also put lines on the handball courts and put uh, portable nets down there. So there's three courts ah. currently right now for pickleball. And, and at any given day, you can go down there and you'll see people playing. So you can also do pickleball within the lines of a uh, handball court? Well, as long as they're either taped or painted, yeah. So they're painted down there for uh-huh. pickleball. And believe it or not, I've probably – I've taped more courts than I like to admit. But, uh, you know, you just take your, your measuring tape and you go down. You use painter's tape, put it right on a tennis court, and you have your pickleball court. Um, it only if you know what you're doing and you know the dimensions it'll, and you're used to it, it'll take you just a few minutes per court. Um, I actually just opened up uh, pickleball over in uh, Village of East Hills. They had oh. me about a week or two ago, yeah. and now they're developing pickleball. And uh, almost all the JCCs across the island, the YMCA's have it now. Um, Lifetime gyms are offering it. Whoa. Every adult ed program offers it. Really, all these what? public and private parks Tiger offer it. Country clubs oh. offer it. I mean, it's it's everywhere now, and and as I said, a few years ago, just a few, even just a year or two ago, the it wasn't available nearly as much as it is now. Um, but you go to these other places; they have uh, lights out at night. There's people there at 7 a.m. playing, really, and there's people waiting. They bring their chairs. It's a whole big social event. It's great. And whenever you go down to these courts, you can just go down there at any given time. And you can get into a game. You don't always even have to, you know, uh, schedule it and get it all set up like you do, let's say, handball or, or, or tennis, tennis or, yeah. or something like that. You can just go down there. More than likely, there's going to be people playing down there. We have to check this out. Yeah. Right. And not to change the subject, but we're going to run out of time. And I'd yeah. just like <laughs> to get a few points of view of uh, Eric mm-hmm. Yes. with the graying of America and the need for more and more facilities like the Glen Cove Senior Center. Where do you see our center in this whole mess? Well, I have to say that this center, I I haven't been to many, but the few I've been to, and after talking to several people who have been around, this is probably the best center around. Mm. And we're very lucky to have it, and uh, I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure working there, and, uh, and I'm very thankful that everyone there has been so appreciative of everything we've done. But I think what we have to do is kind of uh, try and get away from the stigma with the word mm. senior. I think that a lot of people would, be, would benefit 
if they came down to the senior center. And a lot of them don't like the name senior or want to uh, imagine themselves as a senior, picture themselves as a senior. They think senior center, these people can't move. That's they the, can't talk. It's very true. And it's, it's quite the opposite down true. there. We have an incredibly active community, and they're always eager to learn something new, try something new, which is why I'm able to do all this stuff and make it so exciting and fun for me because I get to constantly – try something new and and I love doing that too um, and it's it's also about having fun they they want to really enjoy themselves and I think a lot of people just don't want to use that word senior yes. in fact some other senior centers have changed their name to get away from that word yeah. that's how scared they are of it well this is it it is there is no question that it is a stigma I, my mom God bless her was a very active person she did she lived until 103. She would not think of walking into Mm -hmm. something called a senior center. I mean, she was never exposed to anything like the Glen Cove Senior Center, wherever it was she was living. So I can understand her reluctance when you when you walk into a place and all you do is see people sitting slumped over Mm. with their walkers next to them. She's acting it out, ladies. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know what I, you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Absolutely. You're right. They don't get a chance to see the others, the more active Absolutely. participants. And one of the things I do is whenever I try and you know meet someone yeah. in Nassau County that I know is a senior, I try and persuade them to come down. And when they do... They are They're blown away right. by everything yeah. that's offered and, and the yeah. options that are available. Well, I tell you something. We could go on forever, Eric, but unfortunately <laughs> we, we are running out of time. And I want to thank you so much oh, for being with us. It's been you an absolute are a, pleasure. You're a wonderful guest. You're doing <laughs> wonderful things. Oh, we'll thank have you. to have him back. And, yeah, definitely. Whether oh, I'd like love to. Or not. I know. <laughs> I know. And uh, I want to thank our engineer, Ryan, as usual. And, of course, Carolyn, thank you. Yes, thank you, Carolyn. And um, Dale, Dale Zerbrick, as always, as always, he comes up with the best. So, And uh, we have, just to remind us of the neighborhood, I have an old Frank Sinatra favorite, which is the house I live in. Which is the Glen Cove Senior Center. That's yes. <laughs> thank you. America to me, a name, a map, or a flag I see, a certain word, democracy. What is America? I live in a plot of earth, a street, the grocer and the butcher, and the people that I meet, the children in the playground, the faces that I see, all races and religions, that's America to me. I work in the worker by my side, 
the little town or city where my people lived and died. The howdy and the handshake, the air of feeling free, and the right to speak my mind out. That's America to me. The things I see about me, the big things and the small, the little corner newsstand and the house a mile tall, the wedding in the churchyard, the laughter and the tears, the dream that's been a growing for a hundred and fifty years. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying, before Senior Moments signs off today, please remember... Youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center's website is one word, GlencoeSeniorCenter.com. Okay, now, if you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes, please subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments. It's free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio next time.